lot of stuff happened with Apple. We did a little recap episode. You remember that, Will? It was uh, we did it live. Oh, that thing. Yeah, we did it live. We can actually go live. Yes. So just uh, just keep an eye out. We might come at you with the with the live notifier. In the future, it's quite possible. I mean, maybe even just a regular show, we might just be like, you know what? Today we do it a lot. Yeah, we have no shame. You guys, you I don't know why you gotta be shameful, but I mean, live can be dynamic. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> He's got no shame, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. We got Kirk back on the show today, and uh, he uh, he's been loving all the feedback. He's been reading every single comment, and. Uh, What's your favorite comment so far, Kirk? My favorite comment was the one that said, get Vin on the show. No, 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 no. And then no. came on the show. No, 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 That was my favorite no, thing. No, no, no. There was one that oh, was like. That video was a beauty. There was a comment that was like, you know, Kirk is a, Kirk is a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that at all. No, I don't believe it either, but um, I just want to get you going a little bit. Anyway, well, Kirk's going. back. He's got I'm something here. to say because he missed yesterday. And so he missed all the news as far as Apple's concerned. And, of course, we have some new elements as far as Apple's concerned because they did put out so many uh, new things. But we got this piece of news first, which is this crazy, weird story about this ransomware attack, a hack, and subsequent leak. So this, uh, this group responsible is attempting uh, the group hacker group called Revel or Revel because evil is in the name is currently in the process of blackmailing Apple supplier Quanta for about 50 million Ooh. 50 million ransom try to figure out how they come up with these numbers I mean is that you know is yeah. that our evil or Revel whatever you like don't even don't call them out here Oh, yeah. It's 50 million. Right. What are we going to yeah. do here? That's We're right. going to get hacked, bud. The group <laughs> claims to have thousands of leaked files that include information about upcoming Apple products. And this is the big one. Because I guess in order to prove that they're the real deal, they start releasing information. And they start to put a little pressure. Yeah. Kirk is in need of pressure. Did you know that? Pressure? What? Why? <laughs> Because of the the, the talked, drain. We talked about it earlier. He's got the standing water in the drain. The oh, yeah. one second plumber. Yeah. I need it. Yeah. So he got to call up Revel. Revel. <laughs> he needs some pressure. Apply the pressure. <laughs> now you now you call them out. I'm going to get ransomware hacked. Well, you should because gonna, you better take care of that drain. They're going to ransom me for all my intel. <clears throat> so in order to prove they're the real deal, they put these documents out. And look at that, Willie wow. Do. That's a 14-inch, that's a 16-inch MacBook Pro. That's legit. Well, look at these like drawings. That. And you know how it is with Apple. See how they put the watermark, by the way? The evil, revel, revel, are evil. Wow. They put the watermark on. You know how it is with Apple. <laughs> Secrets for days. You don't talk about it. Now, I know everything leaks, but it always leaks in a kind of... Oh, uh, not necessarily the most believable way. Like, it's still at least a little bit up in the air. But when you got the drawings and you're on the inside looking out and you got those documents, you know, Tim ain't happy about it. Yeah. Do you think that they're going to pay? Well, first of all, it's not Apple directly. It's an Apple supplier by the name of Quanta. Quanta, 
I'm just reflecting here, Quanta responsible for the laptop specifically. So it's only the laptop area that's going to be in question here. I believe that maybe they do the iMac as well. That's how you spell it. And I, I presume they're going to be having a little conversation with Apple. Maybe it's going to be over FaceTime or something like that. And they're going to have a discussion about this $50 million. Now, these ransom situations have actually worked in the past. I mean, we covered the story that Kirk was intimately involved in. Yeah, I was going to say, that worked out for those hackers. Oh, that's a weird way to put it. Didn't they get paid? They got paid. Yeah. Because in many cases for these companies, they got no choice. The customers are not getting the service. They're getting bombarded customer service stuff. They can't get access back to their own database. And the thing is saying, if we rebuild this whole thing, it's going to cost us more than a ransom. And actually, when I said to you earlier about the 50 million, they know these groups are smart enough to know roughly what it will cost if you want to get us out. Mm-hmm. You want to get rid of us. Oh, and we're going, to, we're going to price it in such a fashion that we believe alternative means of dealing with this are going to be more costly. Hmm. I listened to a podcast on the thing. I mean, how many people say, oh, I listened to a podcast on that? I don't know what it was, A16Z or something like this, about the the, the, the growing hmm. ransomware marketplace that's out here. Well, look at this. They have <clears> the <throat> leak with the watermark, like you said on it. That's marketing. That's ransomware hacker group marketing. Absolutely. Right. And, Taking and, responsibility and, and by the way, in the places that they do business, where they happen to be located, often there isn't a big push to... Um, police what they're up to Mm, because like you see they're interacting with a company uh, foreign to where they're normally launching like a lot of them were in russia and other places over there Mm -hmm. and the local authorities is not really looking at that Mm -hmm. so yeah they don't care anyway let's get back to the actual hardware so this macbook pro leak and images obviously as you can see show more ports ladies and gentlemen and so even though apple's probably not too happy about this other people might be celebrating such a thing. We have new I.O. for the MacBook Pro 14. Um, two different part numbers, presumably the 14 and the 16, showcasing HDMI, SD card slot, and MagSafe magnetic charging. Wow. That's a left turn. They Just like they did with the uh, keyboard, they go old in order to go new they go back in time they go back to the future <laughs> wait they, they do just, no they're just going back to the past no it's to the future well, well, I guess it well is because the, it becomes uh, their futuristic product i got you yeah. i got you go back to the future mm. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta whisper it like that yeah. why you say it so gross they go back to the future <laughs> yeah they do you listen here. I think the future has more ports. I think that's a that's the future. Mm. Sure, yeah. Revil is threatening to release more documents every day that Quanta, if, that Quanta doesn't agree to pay up. And uh, so far, the leaks don't include anything as significant as product imagery or design schematics. Well, actually, I think that was written at the time before the drawings came out because this is an updated article. So they mm. do they are putting those out. And I don't know how much Apple Quanta, like, is how Apple feels about Quanta. Does, does Apple feel that 
Quant as a supplier has failed them in some way by not having the necessary... Like, often the way these things work is we'll start through some form of social engineering. It would be somebody at the company who, in a very low-tech way, somebody reached out, claimed to, like, work for the company, say, I'm a contractor, I need this password for this thing, I got to actually get right. in there and get access. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you got they just find one weak point. These companies have tremendous number of... Uh, employees mm-hmm. so sometimes there's really not much you could do about it but you wonder about what Apple's advice is going to be on this could they possibly lose th- these contracts in the future I and think they have to stand a chance to lose them I mean Apple has to be a little bit shook about the fact that Quant is a target here well for sure but it's just a question of how Apple perceives their responsibility in this because it's like we've said this ransomware stuff is happening to all kinds of companies at the moment yeah and uh but uh, but as far as paying the ransom it's a really weird situation where the, every time you pay them you incentivize them do, you incentivize the future of the similar thing happening yeah so anyway it's, it's interesting information nonetheless for the tech enthusiasts that have been waiting for a more Pro MacBook in the sense that it has a little bit of versatility with the ports. SD card, everybody has been screaming about for a really long time. Mm-hmm. MagSafe is just fun and functional. And so that's cool to see that come back. I'm sure we're still going to have our Thunderbolt stuff, so no worries. No concerns over there. And a full-size HDMI. Mm-hmm. I I'm mean, in favor. I love all the, that. These stuff. are things that we all would love to see. And they're happening in, regardless of how the information became available to us. Can I ask you, do, if you if you are in charge of the situation, you're working for Quanta, you're the guy with, with you know, in the big chair, do you pay it? Again, like, I, maybe I said this to you off air, or no, I don't remember. Maybe I said it just a few seconds ago. They're going to be doing the math right now. They're going to be talking to their accountants. Yeah. And it's all going to depend on where that number lives and whether or not it's actually economically feasible to go any other way. What's your other course of action though? Like, what can they do? Hitman. Oh dun, well, dun, well dun, what they can do? What no? Yeah, what they can do is just say, okay, you got what you got, and going forward, we're gonna we're gonna build something new, mm. a whole new uh, database and uh, system uh, security uh, protocol. Mm-hmm. We're gonna start from scratch. You got what you got, I and mean, that's the other option. So all these factors, all these unknowns make it very difficult to answer that question. Mm. But they're doing the math right now. And if I were in that position, I'd be doing the math as well. Yeah. Um, this one, the new, did you see the new iMac, Kirk? Yeah. Okay, it's very thin. It's very slim. Everything is M1. Yeah. Your entire life is M1. You are now M1. You will have an M1 iMac. You will have an M1 iPad Pro. You will have an M1 MacBook Pro. Does that mean I'm better and faster and stronger? That's right. Wow. I'm down. Uh, I asked this question of Will yesterday, which color he would choose out of that bunch, that selection right there. He said blue. I didn't really believe him. Which one's the blue one again? Uh, Second from the right? Yeah, there you go. This one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kirk, what do you go for? No lies. You know me, I would go purple. Purple. Yeah. Yeah. Purpley violet thing. But I would like to meet the person who goes yellow because that's Mm, crazy. That's the real Mm. real person. You know, the first thing I thought about when I saw these was – you know they're gonna be in like the uh, health food stores at the at the cash out yeah. to get your bowls. You know they're Absolutely. gonna have these. They're so they're so uh, un- unobtrusive. Mm-hmm. Like there's a real practical reason for it. I know they're stylish with all the colors and things, but it's also 
I mean, I said this yesterday, it's an iPad on a stick. Yeah. And you go to these stores that you're talking about and they already put an iPad on a stick. Yeah, yeah. That's or, how they, or they deal they with it. they have like five other phones that on actually, the block. That begs the question though, and of course I know Apple would never do this, but uh, how much more functional it would be for a lot of those companies if this was touchscreen as well. Oh, I figured that they had worked touch. Like I said, like you said, I'm out of the loop. I missed it yesterday, but I figured as soon as I saw that I had touch. No, 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 no. They, so they kept there's touch no, out. Yeah, because touch is iOS. Right. No right. touch Mac OS. But anyway, hmm. it'll still be used the way that you're suggesting, regardless, with what a trackpad you, or mouse. What do you think of the bezel? Yeah, the chin. Any thoughts on it? Yeah. Well, the interesting part is that they got rid of the, um, the Apple logo. Mm -hmm. There used to be an Apple logo in the center part of the chin. I'm fine with getting rid of it. You have a huge one on the back. I don't have to stare at it all the time. But would you want the chin or do you, you know? I presume that the chin must be in. Yeah? The chin must be in. Yeah, I, pr I presume it's some heat-related thing they can't. Oh. That's probably where all your heat is or at least a lot of it. And Oh, also the speakers. Yeah. Speakers. I don't know what kind of complications there are there as far as putting them behind dis a display. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. I mean, they do it with an iPad, so yeah. it yeah. must be, you would think it would be possible from an engineering standpoint. You don't want the speakers to fire out the sides if it's a desktop situ situation. You want them coming right at you. Yeah, so I guess they fire down on an angle. I don't know what they're doing. Pro probably off the table. So it could have been an audio decision. I'm sure there's a reason for it. I'm sure that if they didn't have to have it, they wouldn't. But... Same time, they spend, they put all these colors out there, and you spend most of your time looking at the front of it. Yeah, mm. I I noticed that a lot of people put the sticky notes here. Oh yeah, and that's like yeah. I was like, hmm, that's a pretty good use wow. for it. That's the but classic. Obviously, move. there's yeah. more. You're talking about actual physical sticky yeah. notes, not the ones on the. Yeah. Because you can make a sticky note, obviously, in Mac OS yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Every time I've seen someone with an iMac it's always in their down home, here. yeah, with the sticky notes. Yeah. All right. So the other key thing that some people have mentioned and talked about is the uh, headphone jack. One of the few. Uh, how about the headphone jack hanging in there? It almost like you, you, you see it on the side there and you're like, wow. It, uh, it's definitely an endangered species, right? Yeah. On devices. It seems antiquated to see it there, but you do. I mean, I use. I mean, I use headphones. We all do all the time. You need to have it, but it's funny. This old analog port that we still got over. There, I mean, does Apple even sell a product that uses the, that port like natively? No, all their headphones are wireless now. Hmm. All of Apple's headphone products are wireless. You can get an adapter cable mm -hmm. for the Max, the AirPods Max. Mm -hmm. But not many people who use them are going to be purchasing that. But I do think you need to have it on a computer because of the variety of headsets that people are going to need to plug in. I mean, everybody's had that experience in an emergency. I just got to get a headset into it. Uh, on the back, you have a number of Thunderbolt ports, obviously. Um, yeah, that's the worst when you don't have the headset connected and you're trying to do anything like video call or game or something like that and you're, you're fumbling around. And or it's a time crunch. Bluetooth headset is, is dead or, yeah, you know, yeah. all these things. Uh, but anyway, actually, um, Mark has had an uh, interesting little note here. Fun fact, the new iMac is so thin that it can't fit a headphone jack on the back, which is the reason it's on the side. Hmm. Although I think it's probably more useful on the side regardless than the back. These are sitting in front of it. 
so it's easier to reach and see on the side. But it will look odd to have the the connector sticking out. Uh, The iMac is 11.5 millimeters thin, and a headphone jack that would need to be installed in the device is typically around 14 millimeters deep. Mm. So they had to put it on the side. Mm. Man, when you... When you just look at the iMac throughout the years, it is insane that they ended up with this paper thin device. And and all the things that had to happen from a technological standpoint to get here. Yeah. Because even if the designers back then had that vision, you couldn't do it. It no. wasn't feasible from a hardware standpoint. And all the things that had to happen, like the investment in silicon, figuring out the M1 thing. Yeah. Uh, power consumption. Display technologies have changed. Uh, 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 the necessarily necessary connections for peripherals and like everything had to change in tandem to get us to the point that we're at right now. But it is easy to imagine now that the current generation iMac is pretty close to anything you could imagine for a desktop. Like what? Like how does it get? Sm- like what happens at this point? Yeah. Has it reached its final form, like, until we're done with screens altogether? What more happens? Because can you shave a millimeter? Like, how significant is that at this point? Yeah. This thing is about as small as you can imagine it. Yeah, until we get to hologram or projection interaction with with, the UI... This is probably the final form. I mean, I say that, and then now they're gonna. Well, I mean, they, they could minus they the chin. They could minus the chin. Like yeah. that would be the next step here to figure Small out how to get screen. Figure out how to get rid of that. All right. So you're a big fan of purple, Kirk. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll have you know that you can already download the new purple iPhone 12 wallpaper for your device right now. Ooh. You can live that purple lifestyle, even though the phone doesn't exist yet. It was a very uncharacteristic thing. Apple just put out another color for the iPhone 12. I mean, it's not there's nothing new about it. They just got everybody jazzed up. They're all about colors. They made such a big deal about colors for the iMacs, and so they did this purple iPhone at a seemingly weird time. But it's like not a bad. It's like about halfway on the cycle. It's a halfway, iPhone. yeah, something like that. Yeah, just to, I guess uh, maybe people were who were holding out are now they're like. I'll pull the trigger now because there's a new color. And when people see my purple, we got a purple uh, flame in the back today. Yeah. It's very similar purple. Anyway. um, Well, I mean, like, look at the old uh, uh, ear pods. Like, when the iPod came out, mm -hmm. colors really matter to people. The white headphones meant something. Yeah. A certain type of person. There's a huge personalization aspect right now. And so I'm sure they did the math on this. They're like, look, we can boost sales by, like, Whatever number, just we just need a new color. Well, what color don't we have? Oh, purple. We should have more purple. Yeah. Okay, cool. Boom, purple. Done. Mm, anyway, you can't get it yet. Uh, like they, s- you well, can't get it. Oh, the purple iPhone. But the wallpaper you can get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're yeah, right. the purple iPhone. All the stuff they talked about actually at the event. I don't think there's a single thing you can order right now. You have to wait till the end of April and then yeah. stuff comes mid-May. Um, Where can you download this? But you can get, that's it right there. You, that's, right yeah, that's the full res. Yep, you got, no, 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 right, you, what you're looking at. That's the full res. Yeah, just click oh, on okay. it. Yeah, there you go. You can uh, go ahead and, and try out purple on your iPhone or any device for that matter. See if, see if it's for you. See if you're into it. 
Uh, OnePlus has teased gaming triggers that will clip onto your phone. Obviously, we've seen, I mean, Kirk, you've intimately seen so many gaming phones recently. It's obviously a market. There is a market here, and people are increasingly spending a lot of gaming hours on their on their devices. And I mean, even outside of gaming phones, people want to see, like one of the main reasons you want to have a powerful phone right now is for gaming mm-hmm. or a phone that's capable as far as cooling is concerned or the reason you want a big battery, like all these factors. And OnePlus doesn't have a, specifically have a gaming phone. Of course, you can game on their devices. They have capable devices. But rather than go the route of doing a complete from the ground up gaming phone under the brand name, it looks like they're going to reach to peripherals to kind of achieve a similar experience. Okay. Maybe even better, depending on the individual. Maybe somebody doesn't want a fully gamed out phone, but wants to clip these on when they're in that type of mood. So these, uh, according to the CEO, Pete Lau, he says... um, that these provide shoulder buttons for smartphones suitable for first-person shooters like PUBG or racing games or fighting games. And here's his quote. We designed the OnePlus gaming triggers to be solid, responsive, and pleasingly clicky. And, yes, beautiful. We also made sure they work with many other phones because the best product design is one that leaves you free to make your own choices. The OnePlus gaming triggers are available now on the company's India website for 15 bucks USD. Wow. And the gaming triggers use Omron switches to provide users with tactile feedback. Oh, I like that. An actual clicky switch. I'm a big clicky switch guy. Not a haptic. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, uh, my question is how secure are they on the device? Because a click is nice, but only if it's tight on the frame of the device. Mm-hmm. If it shifts at all on the frame of the device, it could um, eliminate the pleasing element mm-hmm. of the click that we're talking about though it looks like it has some rubber on the ends i'm guessing it's gonna grip i don't tell me you don't know this or if it's <clears> not released but how does it actually work you're not plugging it into your phone at all you're just clipping it on and then you're clicking the switch and the, the switch is that actuating a physical press on the screen it sure looks like it the way that it clips on there or is it bluetooth or? but i presume yeah for 15 dollars, i don't think you have any bluetooth oh, yeah. in there i yeah. presume what you're going to do is just in game map your buttons I to the you. location living directly under so what you end up with is you got your crosshairs button mm-hmm. to, to look look in the scope and then you got your uh trigger button huh. yeah i really like this setup because i mean we see a lot of the gaming phones like the rog phone and uh the legion phone that we just did as well and they're a, a bit aggressive and i don't know if you want to carry around that power all the time oh yeah like i i like a small phone i know i know i think you guys both like a smaller device i think this is probably the the better way for for a gamer like i like to game i will throw those on i'll carry those around you know well, yeah and 15 bucks that yeah it's 15 bucks is key now i'll, I'll just give you the problem here though that as of right now they're only showing in stock in india so I'm sure we can reach out and probably get them to send us some, which we probably should do. Yeah. Take a peek ourselves. But I don't know if there's plans to launch them outside of um, India and mm. into other markets like North America, Europe, mm. and, and so forth. And if they do, they may come at a different price. You can see the MRP there listed right. about 500 rupees higher. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But it is interesting to see uh, you know, the different approach to 
managing the gaming enthusiasm that's out there. Amazon is launching its one palm scanning payments in Whole Foods in the Seattle area. What? And this is actually more sophisticated than it might appear at first when you first see it. So obviously the appeal here, you don't touch anything. So it's not like a fingerprint scanner. You just hold your palm above the scanner. Oh, okay. Just like the person in the image here. Because everybody's all not wanting to touch anything right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when it comes to like tapping the, a screen. Tapping the card or the credit card or your phone to pay is also kind of... The paranoia is on an all-time yeah. high. Yeah, yeah. That people are barely tapping and, you know. Yeah. So it's the right time for product for something like this. Now, um, the palm, the reason I say it's more sophisticated than you think, it not only reads the texture on your palm... It's also able to predict your future. <laughs> In that screen, it tells you. <laughs> you got me with that one. I was fully along for the ride on that one. <laughs> that was a good one. The kudos on that one. <laughs> In reality, yeah. it goes beyond the surface level of your skin and is capable of reading into your own unique vein pattern. Mm. which adds another layer of security to it because apparently when you combine that with the variety of ridges and textures and things, you are very unique, Willie Do. Am I? I'll, t I'll tell you what. Okay. I know it's hard to believe, but don't remember when you did the Apple car drawing? Mm -hmm. I think that proves yeah. a point right there. Mm -hmm. Now, believe it or not, Amazon has already been working with this stuff in the Amazon Go store and Amazon Books, but Whole Foods rollout makes this a much bigger deal. There are many Whole Foods out there. Uh, obviously, I guess Amazon acquired Whole Foods a while back, and they're starting with this one location in their hometown in Seattle. But I think once, I mean, obviously the privacy types are going to be a bit freaked out giving the biometric information to Amazon. But as we've seen take place all over the place, humans are constantly trading convenience for privacy. We're doing the transaction. If I, it's, as I'm going through the store and I'm scrambling and I'm jumbling and and I just hold my hand and it's game game over. That's tough when it comes to convenience. I'll take that. I did. I had the like just a couple hours ago at the TNT. I forgot my wallet in the car. I tried to do my phone. It didn't go. So I had to run out. And there's a lineup. And I have to come back in. It's a very awkward situation. If I could just, like, I, like, I guess attribute a, a credit card or some sort of system, payment system to my skin, that's nuts. No more wallet. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. No more wallet. I've only been using the, the cell phone tap to pay thing for like a year or two. And mm. we're already past mm. it onto mm. biometrics. So you're not at all concerned about who owns your biometric data? Uh, no, mm -hmm. yeah, I am. No, yeah, that. maybe. I am about that. Is I Jeff am. on your list? Uh, yeah, he's up there. He's got to be like number two. He's number two. Yeah, number two for me. Most concerned about my biometric data. Who's number one? Zuck. Zuck yeah, of course. Yeah. Zuck. He's, I don't. He's gonna smoke my meats if he gets that man. Yeah, that's probably true. What'd you get at TNT, by the way? Oh, TNT, I got some Pocky. Oh, right. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Did you get any produce or no? No, but man, it's, it's, uh, it is. 
I thought you might go for some of the produce is flourishing. I know. I thought you might go for some of those uh, some of those rocket apples or something like that. Oh, I should have. That wasn't my mission. I was there on a mission. Oh yeah. Pocky was kind of beside. Did you try him? No, I didn't. It's a tiny apple. Is it? Yeah, it's tiny. I'm gonna go get some tomorrow. Give it a shot. I mean, it's just it's it's a it's a premium. I'll grab some for tomorrow. It's a premium, but it's an experience and has a real it has a real pop to it, which is what I look for in an apple. What's a pop? Like a like you take a bite in the mouth. Absolutely. So if this goes well for Amazon in Seattle, you're going to see this roll out everywhere. Biometric data. It all goes to Jeff. Uh, the writing is on the wall. Your future is already predicted. We're all doomed. But you got your stuff really quick. I would have thought it would have been an eyeball. What do you think is weirder? The hand or the eyeball? The eyeball. People are, are not ha happy. They're, people are scared of the eyeball. The eyeball works. works. Yeah, yeah, you can do the eyeball. Uh, people are scared of the eyeball. So, I guess you don't want to be eyeball. You you, you don't want to hold your face up to yeah, a thing. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's it, too intrusive. Cuz you got yeah. your face there. Yeah. And your face has a nose and a mouth. A couple of holes, yeah. So. Yeah. But the, but you okay, first of all, you guys thought we were sitting here talking about this Amazon store and you're like, "Whoa, Amazon." Yeah. That's what Will did at least. I saw it. Yeah. It was a good time. But this next Amazon story is actually going to surprise you even more. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh -oh. click on it, Willie, dude. Amazon is opening a hair salon. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Can, when is it? Uh, you know, never mind. Uh -oh. Amazon is opening a hair salon in London. Its latest push uh, uh. from online to brick and mortar and a move that allows it to collect more real-world consumer data in the meantime. The e-commerce giant is opening a new tech-heavy hair salon in partnership with a prominent UK stylist. The salon will include tablets at every chair, a screen to virtually try on hair colors, hmm. and a station to display information about different products when a customer physically points at them. Huh. The salon is only open to employees to start a traditional Amazon strategy. Hmm. So Amazon employees get to be the beta testers for it. And as I mentioned, Amazon, very interested in your biometrics, whether it's scanning your hand, making you a custom T-shirt. Yeah. I don't know if we, were we talking about that previously. That's another remember. area. They want all your dimensions. Oh. They I, want all of you. I'm interested in that, like, aspect. They'll do that for you right now. They'll make you the wow. cheapest custom T-shirt you're going to find. Wow. Yeah. Tailored, you're saying. Oh, beyond that. I mean, I'm talking 3D. They'll create a 3D scan of you. You will become wow. a video game character. Wow. Uh, and then avatar. that's cool. And then this is another stage where it's like uh, people get to try on these looks. They get to figure this out. I mean, you can imagine eventually. I don't know. Can you? I don't know. They would probably map out your whole body, and then like you can customize what you're wearing, hair color. Why are they interested in this? What do you think? I put this in the same realm as biometrics, understanding the full picture on an individual customer because we already talked about this earlier you're saying you got all these packages coming to your door mm -hmm. willie do saying i'm prime for life mm -hmm. they're just trying to fill in the data gaps mm. like what don't we have right we got everything we got your dog food we got your toothpaste yeah, we got they, your they got a robust profile what else everybody. we need okay what are your dimensions okay what else what do you want your hair color to be okay what else uh what does your palm look like where are you doing over when you physically go to grocery store what are your hopes and dreams? <laughs> I mean, people, people's hair says a lot about who they are. 
it's, a, it's one thing that you customize it's an a lot. It's an intimate, it's also an intimate, personal, like how many people have or have had a chance to have that information yeah. to actually database that intel and do any do something with it. Uh, if they can better understand your routine, they can sell you hair. They can sell you hygiene products. Yeah, that's true. That's a good. They point. can target hygiene products. They can hit you with like a subscription in the salon for the shampoo or whatever they're using that there's, you like. You there's know? also certain ways in which I mean, in this again, you just adjust your mindset a little bit. You say, okay, if they're uh, if they're a personal information data collection company, personalized data collection company, then you have to have all, there's certain types of data collection that require a real world brick and mortar mm-hmm. that yep. just, there are these experiences that people have in brick and mortar that there still isn't a virtual equivalent for. Yeah, and, and the salon is definitely one of them, or the barber. Like, I miss the barber, too. Since man. the COVID st- since the COVID stuff, yeah. people all of a sudden start to appreciate the, the barbershop, the salon. Yeah. But it's yeah. a salon more than the barbershop. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's an intimate thing. You have your own barber, you know. There's but, no virtual equivalent right now. Okay, but let me just say this, though. This has a connotation to it. Like, I think that even Amazon Basics, to me, have kind of a connotation to it. I don't... They're not the most, uh, they don't invoke a feeling of quality and reliability. So if like your wife or your girlfriend or, or whoever, your partner comes to you and goes like, oh, I just got my hair cut at the Amazon salon. But if you look What's at the- your in, What are you like, ooh, are you like- huh? But that's why they partnered with prominent stylists, right? Right, they right, prom- right. They They do the X, they do the collab. Right. And right. then if you look at the products on the shelf, it's all high profile. Look at the ratings on the screen. They, so, so they better be pumping out. Oh, I see. You see, that's all third-party products, but where are you going to get them from? Imagine how big is the business in the salon if a a customer decides, here's a product I'm going to use on my hair permanently. Mm -hmm. What is the lifetime business of that? Oh, man. Dippity-doo. You know what I'm saying? We're still talking about it. Do-da-day. We're still talking about it. Do-da-day. My, oh, my. They should have called it Emma Salon. Wow. That's a home run you know? right there. That reminds me of salami for some reason. <laughs> Delicious. Amma salami. Yeah. Take my, I'll have an Amma salami sandwich. <laughs> I think that there's an opportunity for them in the sandwich game now too. Yeah. So who knows? It could just be completely experimental and eventually lead to nothing. Um, or it could be part of a much bigger strategy. It could be the type of thing where they only have to open three or four to feel like they got a big enough sample size to make some key decisions on the software side for their product. You don't know what it is they're trying to extract. There's always more to the story. Yeah, anything scary. And a big swing and a bold move. Netflix falls on slowing subscriber growth. They didn't hit their target. Uh, Big companies, shareholders, they put a guidance out there. They say, here's what to expect. Here's what we're hoping for in terms of performance. They missed it. And of course, at this time in the world, in the streaming world, if that happens, because people were already looking for chinks in the armor, they were already looking for, oh, is Netflix going to be hurt by these, by these, by the Disney's, mm-hmm. by the HBO's, mm-hmm. by the Peacocks? Mm-hmm. I don't know how worried they were about that one. Yeah, they yeah. were like, you can have the Office. Yeah, what do they got? But yeah, so, <laughs> what do they? Got? What do so, they got? so investors, they want to, they're trying to predict the future. Obviously, the stock goes down a little bit. 
Uh, and they're trying to see, okay, where, what is Netflix's role in the future? They kind of were uh, on their own for a while in the space, and now it's a bit more crowded. Uh, let me ask you guys, how important is Netflix in your life today versus two years ago? Or three, two or three years ago? Or maybe it has never been important. I don't know. You go ahead and let me know. Less. I you guys are guys. Yeah. You guys are a couple of people. Yeah. A couple of guys in the world. Mm -hmm. It's valid. You know, I don't. Yeah. I watch a. I watch Prime quite a bit. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I watch. Prime oh yeah, because you were talking about the Jeff thing from earlier. Mm -hmm. Big Jeff guy. Yeah, I'm gonna get the haircut and I'm gonna watch Prime <laughs> and I'm gonna get that at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Scan my palm. Yeah, it's a whole. You know, you live right. your whole life. No, I, I watch. I've been watching The Expanse on Prime. Okay. And I use the Sportsnet app for the hockey. And uh, you know, I don't Netflix that often. Now that you make me think about it, I can't mm. remember the last thing I actually Netflixed. Mm, this is valuable information. Good show right here. or what? You know what? Yeah, if you can make it through the first season and the guy's stupid hat, ignore the hat, it gets way better. But it's good. It's it's bold. They do stuff in this show. Oh, okay. But I don't... Netflix, I can't remember the last... Uh, Series. A, a, and I have a negative uh, feeling about it, residual feeling about it, because I feel like every email I get from them every month is like, your rate's going up. And then I'm like, well, Are you, what am what, I... Right. Okay, what is your rate right now? Now, oh. this is in Canadian dollars. Yeah, I want to say that it's like above 15, north of 15. Okay. Yeah. You noticed it. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, enough for me to think hard about it. I'm like, mm. Interesting. Okay, this is good information. Willie, do I pass the microphone to you? Mm. I never really cared too much about Netflix. Easy, uh, mm, that's bold. They had, they had okay shows, but I was never really into it. <laughs> also, my sister pays for Netflix, and I give her YouTube Premium, so we kind of have a trade. So kind oh. of we like we pay for each other's subscriptions, but yeah, either way, like it's not really a big deal for me if I lose it. Netflix. Look at this information right here. Yeah, I yeah. would go with you. I would say my YouTube Premium is more important to me than my Netflix. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. we're all we're all on YouTube, yeah. so I think yeah. that there's a bit of a skew there. But sure. and I don't know if we're representative of the general public. We should ask the general public watching this. I want to hear from you guys. Are you using Netflix as much? Are you enjoying it as much? What's the last big show you watched as something that we need to watch? Movie, documentary, etc. I find myself talking about it less. Mm -hmm. In my house, there was a Disney Plus moment. The oh, latest is an oh, HBO. Right, yeah. it, the latest is a HBO Max moment. Interesting. And I don't know if it ever comes back around to the Netflix moment. Mm. It's possible, but it definitely is different than it was when Netflix opening Netflix used to be an automatic. Mm -hmm. For in my house, I would say. It was a thing you would check on a fairly frequent basis to a thing that is me. And again, we're just we're just some people. Mm -hmm. We're just a couple of guys in the world. Try to get it together, you know. Try to put on a comfortable outfit in the morning, mm -hmm. so that he's not going to be tugging on you later. Yeah, no chafing. So 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 you take it for what it is. But I will say, I think Netflix fell to number three in my house. Number three, wow. I think it goes, right now, I think they check, we check HBO Max, if we want to watch something there, because we've been into the series, and I don't got to get into it. We actually were into something. Then they're going to check the Disney Plus, and then it's going to go down to the Netflix. So just take it for what it is. That's where sure. it's at, in that, and that's one example. For you to say HBO Max and that you're into something is crazy for me. 
because I know you, and that's rare. Well, they also they're doing new releases, so you feel special. They make you feel special. They make you feel special. Like yeah. they just put like a warm blanket on you. Like new releases at home. It was always like a weird dream when you were a child. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. To have yeah. the movie theater movie at your house at the same time. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And so the fact they were able to cut this deal is meaningful. But again. That's just, I'm not telling you to, this is not financial advice. I'm not telling you to sell your Netflix stock, all right? <laughs> Netflix is doing things and they're still pumping numbers, even if they missed whatever their guidance happens to be. Mm. Netflix is going to be here. It's not uh, only going to be one player in this space. I don't believe it for a second. Yeah. And, it, and, and I believe Netflix with the user base is like one hit meme away from going right back. Yeah. If they can just hit another me like when they had at the beginning of COVID when they had the tiger thing. Mm. Every the whole my whole Twitter feed was about this tiger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. The tiger. So we'll have to wait and see. But that was a nice little that was a round table. That was a nice little round table. I'm a big fan of round tables, by the way. I'm talking about actual physical round tables. Mm. It creates a different environment. Yes. Rectangles. I don't have to get into it. Discord is not going to do the Microsoft deal. Was it ever a deal? Was it really going to happen? Were they having conversations or was Discord putting his name out there flaunting? I'm kind of happy about this when I read this title. You like Discord on its own? I use Discord quite often. We were talking about before. It's got a weird premium service that is not really could be a they could tighten the screws on that a bit. Mm -hmm. But I'm happy that what they're going to stay independent. It looks like it. They might. They may very well uh, do their their very own IPO. By the looks of it, they're not putting this thing off the table completely. But they they feel strongly enough to come out publicly to, I guess, to the Wall Street Journal original report and say that the conversation is uh, over for now. I guess it's always on the table if the right offer comes along. The problem for Discord is they have. A boatload of users, 140 million monthly Ooh. users. Monthly users, 140 million. Mm. Uh, That's a lot. And they were able to turn that into 130 million in revenue, but they still weren't able to be profitable. Yikes. So the question is how, at some point, you got to become profitable. I don't know when. But at some point, and so you turn, I mean, you can understand these discussions now. You turn to a Microsoft and you say, okay, we need some help over here. We got this tremendous user base. We're a product that people love to use, but we haven't exactly pulled the trigger on the full monetization thing. Right. And this is comes into the question of, okay, you like to use Discord, but how much? Yeah. Would you pay for Discord? Well, yeah, I wanted to when when we were doing the whole stay at home thing. I use it a lot to game with like a couple communities that I that I play video games with. And I was like, you know, let me let me do something and boost the ability so we can stream together or we, you know, we can have this, you know, perk or that perk. And it actually just made no sense for me to do it. I, I use it on mainly on one room. And I was like, let me just like buy the room, the ability to stream full HD uh, 60 frames per second. But you can't do it. You got to buy like a personal pack and then hmm. use it to boost. You get two boosts for whatever rooms. It's just very unintuitive and i'm i just ended up not doing it because it didn't make any sense but i would yeah i think it's a great product it, it it lets me casually stay in touch with a lot of people how can discord make money from you what would you be willing to pay for as far as a, as far as features are concerned yeah so it's it 
my use case isn't the same use case as everyone because a lot of other people have a personal account and they may hop into like, you know, Dave2D's Discord room. I know he's got one. Talk to him about it before. And then hop into like Willie Do's Discord room and then go play games in some other room. Um, so to boost your own personal account does make sense. But what I would like to do is just buy a perk or two for a specific room, like a specific channel that I'm a part of, or maybe get some emotes in that channel. Hmm. Maybe donate to, to this channel. Um, this sounds almost like Twitch-like. That's where, that's the direction I think they need to go. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, more like a private Twitch almost. Hmm. So anyway, uh, the speculation or, well, some people speculate that part of this was getting the name out there in preparation for some kind of IPO to just be like, hey, think about, I mean, it's generated quite a bit of press. Yeah. People saw the valuation, valued at $10 billion. They said, what's this court? Let me check this out. Kind of been a pretty healthy advertising campaign. So maybe the intent was always to stay independent, but just to put it out there. Oh, that's interesting. Um, but that's just speculation. Let me ask you this. What was the last thing that Microsoft really took and and not to insult Microsoft, but what was the last thing that they really go liked? ahead and insult Microsoft because <laughs> it's obviously what you're about to do. What was the last thing that they hit a home run with? Like, what was the last product they took and really popped? Like, we all know what happened to Mixer. Like, what was uh, the last thing that they really had a pop with? They that, that they, they bought. bought? Yeah, so that's my a good... worry is that Microsoft takes Discord and then it's. It's possible. What did they did they buy Zoom? They said, the last thing like, the, the, one of the mo more recent acquisitions was uh, the game company, Zenimax, with Bethesda. Right. And they claim that they're not going to mess with it. Like, it's going to run on its own. Mm -hmm. They're only going to improve things. But funny how they had to say that. That was, like, the first thing they said after they bought it. Well, because I think it's not even a Microsoft exclusive issue. It's when a giant company comes along and acquires a smaller one. Yeah. You, yeah. Qu you question. One too, yeah. Giant list of uh, acquisitions here. Yeah. So what did they... It's crazy. Can we find one that's, it, like... The problem is a lot of it has slang. been enterprise stuff that we may not... Yes, you are right. We may not be intimately connected to. Yeah. As you can see, I mean, obviously there was the most recent acquisition, which was the uh, uh, speech software, Nuance. They did Siri and they did the Dragon software. That was their latest one. Oh, okay. And they, they almost exclusively target healthcare. So very, again, very enterprise. Right. Um, yeah, that's a Microsoft Sally, I guess. I, but they like mind. Xbox. I have to believe there's some sort of Xbox integration opportunity. Oh yeah. They like Xbox and right. they and they uh bought a game company. So I'm like maybe these are ways oh. to enhance Xbox's set of services because Discord is obviously primarily yeah popular amongst the gaming yeah, crowd. You see that on headphones all the time, right? Discord certified yep. headphones. Yeah, that's an interesting take. I didn't think about that angle. Uh obviously you guys have seen this Dogecoin stuff. <laughs> Dogecoin is banana town. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. It's, just, uh, it's the hottest, hottest thing in crypto. And so we actually have a couple of different things to say about that. I don't know. Is it still hanging? Yeah, it's still. Still. 30 cents. 31. Ooh. 31 cents. Doge. Doge. Look at the volume. Look at the 24-hour volume. That's the part that blows my mind, just the action. It's just out of control, the action. I mean, that's down. That 24-hour volume is down 50%. It's because of 420. Can you do me a favor and just <laughs> highlight that 
highlight that volume in the past 24 hours. Just highlight that number. There you go. I just want oh. I just want to make sure people see how long how many commas are in there. Wait, so can you explain this number to me? This is the amount of that it's grown in US dollars in 24 hours. No, no, it's how how much has traded hands in the last 24 oh. hours in USD. I see. USD equivalent, not Doge specifically. Okay. So this is down 50% from the previous 24-hour period, I've been watching that number. I'm like, okay, how much Doge is actually moving around? <laughs> and that's in USD. <laughs> that's a fair bit of Doge. It's a nice. fair bit of Doge because I was looking on the various exchanges to see where it lived in terms of action next to the bigger cryptos that are out there. Yeah. And in USD, it was beating many of the established coins that are... Uh, you would expect to be at the top of these these lists. So it's it's a real thing. It's in the mix. From a hype perspective, from a volume human interest perspective, it's actually a real it, it's had enough influencer push this thing. Yeah. That the, the it's in the general public's well, yeah. Elon surroundings uh it's a piece of culture now. And and I, it's gonna go, it's gonna move around, but it is, it's a piece of culture. There's been enough content created and memes, and uh, I mean, the volume alone kind of showcases how much activity. Can, can you want to say I, something? Well, can I just take, can I, can I take it to a little bit? Maybe it's a bit controversial, but when we talk about Doge specifically, because people who are 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 like about Doge are like really, really about Doge. Mm -hmm. And it kind of it kind of reminds me about this uh remember back in the day when Tati was going against uh oh, James, Charles. James Charles. It kind of reminds me of that whole losing subscribers, gaining subscribers thing. Oh, playing like the, the game, watching the fun, yes, participating. Yes, the fandom and the the feverishness with which people are like pro doge or anti doge. It's a, or, the gamification. I pull a trigger. I watch a line. Yeah. I track a line. Yeah. I'm at home. I'm. I'm. I have time to look at lines. Mm -hmm. Are you? Char Charles yeah. Leave me alone. Time. It's my line time. <laughs> I'm looking at lines. I mean, how many? How many people are? <laughs> how many people are watching graphs these days because and they're looking for fun graphs fun and graphs, and what's yeah. a fun graph i mean i can i don't have to tell you what i mean that, does that look like a fun graph to you that looks like a roller coaster to me anyway so newegg that's where i was going with this newegg decided to i guess get out in front i mean i we had a similar conversation about gamestop potentially embracing crypto and I was saying this is one way to sort of memify your company is just attach yourself to these. That's what Mark Cuban did. He said the Dallas Mavericks are going to be the number one Dogecoin retailer. And he just made all the merch and or everything in the building facility. I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but they traded in a bunch of Doge because they're like, we'll accept it. And the press is worth it. And that's crazy. And so now you have Newegg jumping in there and in 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 my opinion beating companies like GameStop mm. to the punch. Now it's one of these I guess crypto cred things. So it's like yeah Newegg represents me yeah. cuz they carry my coin. Right, you're right. It's yeah. really weird these con the, the the way these connections are being made. I can't imagine the accounting involved in accepting it. 
Newegg is, is shoppers can now pay with Doge. That's the headline. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine the accounting involved and the and the with the volatility, yeah. the expected volatility of this. They will have to have people on staff that are essentially traders, crypto traders, yeah, currency traders. Maybe they already do that are capable of making moves quickly in order to compensate for fluctuations as business takes place throughout the day. Wow. Yeah. I guess they have to have a crypto department now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Does every every company have a crypto department? Well, now? it's going to start here with the game-related... Uh, by the way, I'll, I'll tell you how it works. Um, it's going to be using BitPay. When completing an order on Newegg.com, customers who want to pay with Dogecoin, simply click Edit in the payment section. <laughs> On a checkout page, <laughs> then select BitPay. Customers can then complete their transactions using Dogecoin held in their digital wallet. So whatever you have on your BitPay, you can use. It's just that Doge is one of those selections. And I, so I, I suppose what happens here, uh, I actually have to probably go back and correct myself because it looks to me, I'm guessing that BitPay is going to run the conversion at the current rate oh. and actually only send... So that they'll be the exchange, and Newegg will get the USD. Mm. But right. by accepting right. by accepting BitPay, and there's so many new businesses that have to emerge in order to deal with this yeah. on the transaction side. But anyway, nonetheless, you will be able to execute your GPU purchase if you can find one. If you're in the Newegg raffle, you get the GPU. You get to do the full mean town. You get to get yes. the yeah. 30 series GPU yeah. using your Doge. <laughs> On Newegg in oh, the raffle, you that's get to a brag. full that's a yeah. huge brag. Full circle, yeah. Full meme what town. A, what a future that we live in! <laughs> it's insane. Um, now, Dogecoin is actually not as hot as it was prior to us filming this. It retreated a little bit, but at its peak, it was actually bigger than Ford Motor Company in terms of mar- market cap. This again comes back to my is that. Uh... I think 41 cents. 41 cents would likely do it. That is insane. Um, are you able to... Can Oh, market cap. Switch your chart to market cap from price. There you go. So look at the peak market cap. Can, now, can, so can, $53 billion. Can you explain that to me, billion? How it was bigger than Ford? Like it just, yeah. it just had more money than uh, Ford had? Invested in it? Invested in it, yes. So the outstanding... Insane. More, yes, just more value. That is crazy. Existing, more value existing in Dogecoin. You can't call them shares, but if we're comparing it to a stock, sure, yeah, more value existing in Doge than in shares of Ford Motor Company. That is crazy. For twenty four hours, and then it's <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually only it's only down by about ten billion, so it's still in the same range. Uh, the surge made it bigger than the market cap of Ford Motor Co. and Kraft oh. Heinz Company, and nearly equal to Twitter. So it did for us. It did for a moment surpass Ford, but like again, this is the thing about it. It feels like a meme. You see the pictures. Wow. You see the dog. And it all feels like a joke, but then you see the dollars and cents and you recognize the scale of it. And it's a bit of a, it's like, okay, that's, that's a real, that's a real thing. People were just hoping for a dollar. When it reaches a dollar, that's like a huge celebration. 
So. Yeah. Well, do- I mean, a dollar's double what we just said. That's yeah, a that's yeah. a that's a hundred billion dollar market cap. That's the same size as the Coinbase IPO on day, on day one. So Doge would be as big as Co- you see how it's it's, crazy. it's really that's weird. So the whole the whole thing is very weird. But so but I mean, you've heard Elon specifically talk about this. How um, the crypto that started as a joke. Or almost making fun of crypto becomes the crypto of choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's the internet. That yeah, that's the the way. It reminds me of when when people used to have like a little poll on their website, like name our mascot, and then someone would come in with a stupid throwaway answer, and that obviously yeah. wins. This is like that option, right? If yeah. you're looking at the list of cryptos, yeah. this is that. The other that ones option. are just way too buttoned up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You need yeah. something loose. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they can hang on, or if. Uh, People grow up and put a crypto suit on. But if they don't... The reflection. If they don't, they may want to take a peek at this new one, which is even hotter than Doge. This is PooCoin. Nice. PooCoin skyrockets 100% in beyond Dogecoin rally. What did, what did Will say the other day? I gotta give me one of them. Yeah. Okay. I can give me one of them. No, no. I might... I'm. I might get me one of them. I might get me one of these poo. Yeah, that's what Will's been saying around here. Every time he sees something, I'll just be like looking at something. I'll be like, oh, this, this thing is pretty good. Like, I might get me one of them. A couple of these. But like, Will, you're creeping me out, man. You're like, I might get me one of them. I have a microphone and a speaker. Right <laughs> so is this like the Dogecoin of Dogecoins then? Yeah, it just goes on and on forever. The Pooh coin cryptocurrency <laughs> hit an all-time high of $5.17. $5? PooCoin traded 77.6% higher, according to CoinGecko data. The decentralized finance or DeFi token was launched on March 9th. They actually had a contest to come up with the logo. That's a friendly looking poo. Yeah. That's their new official logo. Cute poo. The intraday gains in PooCoin far surpassed those of all major cryptocurrencies. Um, or at least the big ones, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and even Doge. So listen, if you want to be on the cutting edge, Doge is old news. Yeah, and lame. What you really need to be into is the one of a kind poo coin. Yeah, get into the poo. Yeah, you don't have you got you don't listen. You yeah. bet you best be diversifying that portfolio. Definitely gonna get poo is a part of life, and so is poo coin. That's the tagline. I no, it's not. On a couple of those. Yeah, it's a joke. It's a joke about a joke about a joke. Mm-hmm. Followed by a joke inside of another joke. Very meta. Oh, man. Uh, you guys know anything about ice cream at McDonald's? Woo, baby. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to. I don't want to jump in here too quick. Here. Jump the gun? Well, no. I mean, uh, I'm curious. I think a lot of there's a lot of preconceptions when it comes to McDonald's ice cream because there. This is another place where a meme exists, and yeah. this is older than Doge. That you would go to get ice cream and the machine would be broken. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. it's like super well known. Move. Or or they just didn't even bother to boot it up. They're like, no, we're not doing ice creams mm-hmm. right now. Right. So we so everyone knows this. Everyone has experienced this. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, well, apparently, and this is a comprehensive article on Wired, by the way. Hmm. Apparently, these ice cream machines are incredibly complex that are inside these McDonald's. And this one individual thinks that 
again, this is allegedly not exactly in these words, but essentially what the article breaks down is that this one individual believes that they are intentionally complex. Hmm. And the reason is because they have this hidden menu system. And he believes the company that sells the maker to McDonald's is also involved in the maintenance and doesn't mind them breaking all that often. Okay. We're just going McDonald's ice okay. cream machine full conspiracy status over here. All right. Well, does that include uh, McFlurries too? Mc, uh, yeah, McFlurries, uh, cones, and milkshakes. Oh. The McFlurry has a separate machine because you get the soft serve out of the ice cream maker, and then right. you put it on the McFlurry mixer. Right. Which mixes in the topping. Mm-hmm. But you can't do it without the No, you need the ice cream machine first. If yeah. they don't if the ice cream machine is down, McFlurries are down, it's all down. Now, the reason, first of all, I just want to do a little bit more uh on the machine. The machine is eighteen thousand dollars to the franchise owner. Eighteen zero one eight zero zero zero. Yeah. Yeah. Or about three doge. <laughs> <laughs> It is the Taylor C602, and it uh, it's about 16 button presses to get to unlock the menu. Wow. Uh, it has everything from the viscosity setting for the milk and sugar ingredients to the temperature of the glycol flowing through the heating element. Uh, it also has a secret undisclosed menu, which no one at McDonald's can unlock. What? What? What is special about this $18,000 machine is that it's fast when it is working. When it's working, it's doing two at once, which is very oh, wow. unusual, as you can see. Is this the machine? No, that's not it, because it's uh, made by Thompson, right? Thompson? Or Taylor. Or Taylor, Taylor. Taylor C602. My bad. Taylor C602. You can just type that up there. You'll, right. This has got to be one hell of a machine. Taylor C602. So it sounds like the menu system is really comprehensive. Which oh, wow. Be, machine. It, there it is. Ice cream machine right there. Oh. Did you, or did you click on that? Yep. That's it right there. I mean, if you're paying $18,000 for ice cream machine, you, you want those menu settings, don't you? I mean, I would. Well, and this is where the whole thing goes wild because it comes into the whole right to repair thing. Oh, okay. Which is, there's a huge thing going on with Lewis Rossman, the YouTuber, and Apple products. Mm-hmm. I've heard about that. Okay. And it actually reaches into all kinds of markets, including ice cream machines. Hmm. You're, oh. What you're saying makes sense. Yeah, you would want to know about your $18,000 machine. Yeah. That, so that if anything goes wrong, you're not getting swindled. You could be like, oh, I'm getting charged whatever for this part or for this software uh, programming or modification of some kind. Your awareness is worth money. Right. The less you know in this area, the more you're willing to pay the invoice. Yeah, mm. yeah. And so that's what—that's where they're going. It's so to become part of the right to repair conversation. So his case against Apple touches this as well, this ice cream machine from McDonald's? No, but it's just right to repair in general. In general yeah, yeah, I don't know if he's focused. I don't know if McDonald's ever came up, but it just kind of meet, it fits yeah, yeah, the yeah. same type of thing. These Taylor digital ice cream machines, there's more than 13,000 of them in the U.S. That's huge that's at 18,000 bucks a piece. Yeah, that's a lot of dough. Now, uh, again, going into what makes them special, they 
let me see how quickly I, I found the specification in here about how fast. And and this is this is obviously why you would purchase one of these. When the hundreds of highly engineered components in Taylor's C602 are working in concert, the machine's performance is a smooth display of efficiency and power. It takes in liquid ingredients through a hopper and then freezes them to a spinning barrel, pulling tiny sheets of frozen mixture off the surface of the barrel's cold metal with scraper blades, mixing it repeatedly, creating the smallest possible ice crystals. The ice cream machine from Taylor, this one, invented four McDonald's, has two hoppers, two barrels working independently to produce milkshakes and soft serves simultaneously. You can sell 10 ice cream cones a minute during peak sales periods. What? That's impressive. Which is impossible with other machines. That, I don't, I, I couldn't even physically do that. However, when you scroll down, Willie, do in the main article, what you're going to see is the nightmare fest that is all the parts of this machine. Now, unlike some other machines which require frequent cleaning, apparently this one does not. Apparently this one is capable of superheating itself in order to clean the interior mm -hmm. so that it's not such a nightmare each and every day, but it has a comprehensive cleaning that's necessary once a week those components in that picture right there have to be disassembled cleaned and lubricated oh every two weeks if a single one of those pieces is missing the machine can fail mm. oh man look at some of those tiny little washers too yeah. once every two weeks who who who's the guy in the mcdonald's that gets <laughs> that responsibility i presume somebody's coming in to do it as part of a service contract oh, i see i see i see so anyway, this guy creates a device that attaches inside the Taylor machine. He's a third-party guy, mm. and he creates a device by the name of... Oh, my God. This uh, article is... It's huge. Very complicated. He creates a device by the name of Kitsch, okay? This thing attaches to the machine and attempts to make sense of those hidden menus. And diagnose and and give the give a little bit of power back to the franchisee. That's the size of the device right there. Oh wow! Okay, they so can it's, like it's a little component. Monitor what's going on and look at it on their smartphone. He creates this device, sells it to franchisees. Taylor, the company that makes the ice cream machine, is like, yeah, no. Oh. They're like, you're not, you're breaking the agreement by modifying the machine, right? Type of thing, right? And so then they go out and manufacture their own monitoring system. Hmm. And obviously now you have conflict. Is this that, uh, Is that thing $18,000 as well? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's built around a Raspberry Pi. So yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not very much. That's yeah. so cool. It intercepts data and relays it over Wi-Fi to an app or web interfa interface. And obviously there was a market for it because you had 13,000 different ice cream machines. Mm or at least 13,000 locations, McDonald's locations in the U.S., there's more than that globally. And that, good on good on this guy, but that's unfortunate that now he's in a war with... Well, he needs he needs the right to repair stuff. Ah, uh, I got you. Because then it's up to you what you do with your device after right, you bought it. Right, 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 right. And he's probably going to sell his for a lot less than Taylor is going to sell theirs for. His little device? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. but again, you're... you're 
they're, you're not going to get any support on the device if something breaks in warranty. or They're right. going to be like, you modified it. Right, 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 right. So you have to have the ability. So it's a very, it's a squirrely and complicated situation, comprehensive article. But oh, uh, if you're ever wondering, if you've experienced this thing of the ice cream machine being down at your local McDonald's, one of those little tiny pieces is likely to blame. And it was likely not put back together properly, given one of its uh, every two week teardowns. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that uh, that's a very, it's a much more complicated machine than you may have imagined when you're sitting in the drive-thru going, you guys can't figure out ice cream when you really need an ice cream. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as usual, there's more to the story. Mm -hmm. Go get an ice cream.